Are you holding my camera properly? Swerve, girl. Stop, both of you! Bye, Mom. My parents asked if their grandchildren could visit them for a week. Here we are. This is where our mom grew up. I've wanted to spend time with you for so long. Miss you guys! Mom, we're having a great time. I have not seen your Nana this happy in years. <laughs> Bedtime here is 9.30. It's probably best you two shouldn't come out of your room after that. See you in the morning. 9.30? 9.30. What is that? It's 10.47. We think there's someone outside the door. What the hell was that? Okay, I'm going. Okay. Hello, welcome to a cursed episode of uh, The Film Room. <laughs> yeah. This is our second run-through. We talked for like 20 minutes and yeah. then Audacity quit. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to kind of do this one as a speed run, and that's kind of okay with us because... We actually want you to see the movie. Yes, we do. We uh, we both saw the visit. We both saw the visit. I had to scr- I had to scrimp and save the money to get into the theater, but by God, I made it into a good bargain night, and so um, mm-hmm. I've seen it. Uh, this is M Night Shyamalan's latest film, and look, we don't need to tell you that his early films are great. His later films have been well massively disappointing. Shyamalan was finally reduced to working independent with a $5 million budget. The film did get acquired by Universal and uh, Bloomhouse. Uh, Jason Bloom saw the film, didn't like that it was being orphaned, and, you know, when a lot of other people had passed on it, decided that he thought it was worth uh, saving, and it's now in theaters across the country. It's currently decently reviewed. It's got a 59% at Rotten Tomatoes. I think it deserves higher than that, honestly. It definitely deserves higher. I, I think this is definitely... In my book, I'd say this is about a, a 75. Yeah. A strong 75, though. I mean... Yeah. Like, like, and I'm not saying 70... Like, okay, I say 75. That's not actually really accurate. Um, A solid B. A solid B, I a think. A solid really, B. Yeah. I get... I think... When I first talked to you about it last week, I I said so I gave it a solid B plus. I think that sounds right. Yeah, I think it, this is definitely a B plus movie. This is again, we all know Shyamalan has been for years perpetual frustration for viewers. Well, he is back in action, and uh, wow, I I, I really. I have a lot of warmth. I have a lot of good things to say about this movie. Watching it, you know, all that disappointment kind of starts to fade away, and you really forget how much he can direct just a terrifying, uh, emotional, funny piece. This is a film that is... The premise is very simple. Uh, Two kids go to see their grandparents who they've never met and who their mother has been estranged from for 15 years. And, And the daughter wants to document it via... Uh, her passion for film. Mm-hmm. And that's why you have the excuse for the found footage. Uh, you have a rare found footage movie that's actually commenting on itself, actually. That's something I kind of loved about this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a very good use of the found footage form. If you don't like it, uh, this may actually be one you wind up liking uh, because it does use it well. Shyamalan's DP on it was, I'm going to make an attempt at this. I believe it's Marissa Alberti, uh, Alex Gibney's regular 
DP, I'm sure I mangled that name, but she deserves credit. Mm -hmm. She shot a gorgeous-looking film that actually looks like it was a documentary. Yeah. And make no mistake about it, this is found footage, but this is still really, actually, a beautiful-looking film. A lot of the exterior shots are really kind of breathtaking. Uh, Shyamalan always knew how to shoot this. Uh, we should, one of the things that we didn't talk about in the initial run-through was that we didn't note the fact that, you know, Shyamalan was always really great at, you know, he did the scene in Signs. Mm-hmm. Sort of the proto-found footage scene, as as you think of it, you know. Yeah, the uh, the news the newsreel when uh, Joaquin Phoenix is sitting there watching it, and that was scary as hell. And yeah, so it turns out that doing a full film in the uh, format, he really did know what he was doing. Again, this isn't really found footage. This is a mockumentary. Is I think really the yeah better term, but this isn't. Uh, it's funny, but it's also very definitely scary because. Really, it's best not to go into spoilers. No. <laughs> Here's what we'll say. Uh, Shyamalan is, of course, known for his twist endings, and oh, does he have a doozy here. It's a good twist. This is a twist that he actually sets up almost from the start. He gives you clues along the way. He sets it up. He points to where this is going to be go going, and he makes it work. And I think what uh, works about that is he kind of, he plays it out as a mystery, mm -hmm. which it definitely is. And that's, that works really well for it. Uh -huh. All along, the kids are wondering what's going on and we're with them. We're very much in their shoes. Again, the movie is Jump Scare City and it, yeah, I thought it was jumps. I thought the jump scares were really strong. I mean, there, there's one in there that just absolutely gets you. It gets you hard, even though you know it's coming. Yes, I know exactly which one. Yeah. So it's like, I was trying to, like, brace myself, and then and then it, just, and then it happens, and it's like, oh, I can't believe that worked. I know. <laughs> well, I think the secret is that Shyamalan fakes you out so many times. He has yes. so many times where you think something is going to happen, and then nothing does. Or yeah. so many times where something looks like something horrible is going to happen, and then it turns out innocent. Exactly. Or it turns out uh, to be not what you think it is. He hasn't lost it. He has not lost his ability to play you. Unlike with, say, The Village, when the ending comes, it is the only logical ending that could have fit. It is the only thing that the movie has been leading towards. And... <laughs> It's 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 kind of a darkly funny answer, truthfully. It is, yeah. I mean, make no mistake, this is kind of an this is more than kind of. This is a very absurd movie. But I really enjoyed seeing Shyamalan get absurd and get silly. Yeah, and I think that's what kind of has brought him back to his like, signs are unbreakable or, you know, sixth sense. Exactly. He's kind of he he's he's in his comfort zone. One of the things that he's doing in this movie that I, I thought was really strong was he was working with the children and uh he really, he's back at strength on that, because we all know what happened with The Last Airbender. Yeah, everyone's wooden and dead, and yeah. No. You know, it's really funny, because uh, in Signs, he, you know, he was very reluctant to do any sort of CG. Like, he just didn't want to do it, and then he's like, oh, okay, I guess I can use this. And then, as his films progressed and became more CG-heavy, they kind of sucked more and this is a five million dollar budget with very little if any cg yeah and i i'm convinced that cg is Shyamalan's worst enemy i think so 
I think so. I think CG, I think big budgets, I think they hurt him. Mm -hmm. Because I think his real skill is working with actors. It's working with a good script. And again, he did write this one, of course. Yes. I mean, really, make no mistake about it. This movie, even though it's a different style of film for him, this is an M. Night Shyamalan movie through and through. Even as a found footage movie, a lot of the shot composition is his. But again, he, he gets he, he writes these kids so naturally and so well. And he writes some great scenes for them. Uh, the uh, young actors in it, Olivia de Jong and uh, Ed Oxenbold, they're really talented. And uh, I, I hope to see more from them because they're they're really strong. Like if this were like a generic Hollywood found footage film directed by like the puppet director, it would there are a lot of things in this film that would have been cringe worthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But since it's yeah, since it's M Night Shyamalan, like he came up with it, he wrote it, he directed it, like it's it's really it's great. Like he makes it work. There's some moments in this movie that I would have hated in another film. But he nails them. It's because he knows there's one case where he has an extremely disgusting graphic <laughs> image and he uses glorious discretion with it and also sets it up it doesn't come out of nowhere yeah like in another movie that would have been a shock gag but we're but we're kind of all too aware of the fact that that gag is coming yeah definitely and he nails it i this is as i said the actors are good um the, the actors that play the grandparents are they have to hit every note in the book they have to be simultaneously hilarious and scary and while at the same time carrying on that note of you know being endearing and sweet and i think that that very contrast is what makes it so unsettling Mm -hmm. i think so you're right i mean this is a creepy movie this is definitely a creepy movie and it's a deeply entertaining as said the the actors are they're talented character actors which that's something i really liked about the movie is it's not loaded with familiar faces uh, I haven't seen the kids in anything. Um, the grandparents have been background in things I've seen, but nothing more. The only actor I recognized in the film is uh, perpetual uh, comedian uh, Catherine Hahn, who mm-hmm. I've loved in everything I've seen her do, and she gets to do something different in this movie. Uh, she plays the mom, and she gets she gets some very different notes in this movie. She does. There's, I love, you, you'll, you'll know which moment I'm talking about, but she gets like a hilarious kind of pantomime moment where she, she's doing some, and then it turns from a hilarious moment into kind of a sad moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's really good. Yeah. That's so well pulled off. I mean, really, this again this is this is just a really entertaining film i kind of love the fact that it does play with a realistic thing nobody ever talks about it but going to your grandparents house can be pretty damned unsettling if you're a kid (laughs) yeah because you are you are in an alien environment you are in a world that doesn't fit you uh it's kind of funny of course this takes place in isolation both of my grandparents houses had uh giant woods behind them (laughs) now in the case of my uh mom's parents it didn't go all that far but in the case of my dad's parents it it went oh i don't know tens of miles actually so yeah both sets of my grandparents lived in one set is deceased sadly but 
the ones uh, my on my mother's side they live in Oregon. I just, I remember going to their house and uh, it's like my grandma had I think she still has like a giant wooden head. Maybe it's not so big because I was a kid, but um this thing like mounted on her wall and like creeped me the hell out. Mm-hmm. I remember. It's like what what no. Yeah. Yeah, and especially if you don't see your grandparents that often, it can be especially interesting and weird. And that's and that's a key theme of this movie. Also, the idea of trying to be around people you don't know. These kids have never met their grandparents, and you don't know, but who with whom you want a close bond because yeah, they, you know because you should. I mean, this is a movie where at any moment things could go wrong, and you don't know how they're going to go wrong. Um, it's a movie where the tone shifts so violently, but that's actually really a good thing for it. There are definitely some flaws with it. Um, the found footage gimmick isn't... It's its broken at times, let's call it what it is. There are some shots that obviously could not have been in the film. Right. It, it cheats pretty hard. Before we cut off, you pointed out the uh, a big what-if, <laughs> a big wait-a-minute question. Bring that up. Yeah, yeah. This is a this is a filmmaking nitpick. The film on its surface is about filmmaking because the the girl is trying to make a documentary about you know meeting and spending a week with her, uh, with their estranged grandparents, and you know they have two cameras, and, and a uh, Mac with an with Final Cut Pro X. It was a Vio. Yeah, I actually noticed it was a. It was it's a, a Vio. Mm-hmm. Oh, in that case, it's so it's probably Sony's proprietary uh, program, uh, which is I can't think of the name, but it's they have an editing program. It's it's theirs. But anyway, she's a documentarian, and um, my question was, they have like some really expensive cameras. I do believe that the one that she gives her brother to uh, to film, like at his disposal to film stuff, uh, is a DSLR. It's like, how, how did you come by this? What, what's going on here? It's yeah. like, I, I was a filmmaking student. I didn't, you know, I had access to that, but I was in college. And that's thing that could have been explained away with a couple of throwaway lines. Yeah. They hang a bell on it, if you will. Yeah, you need to. I'll also tell people, don't go in expecting something that's going to really knock you, you know, for, you know, this isn't going to be an, oh my God, best of the year film. That's not what it's trying to do. This is Shyamalan trying to make a B-movie. And he succeeds. He succeeds royally. But, I mean, I will stress to people, don't go in thinking you're going to get something that's going to revolutionize what you're seeing. Um, this is a, this is a small film, and there is nothing wrong with the fact that it is a small film. If you wind up discovering this one late at night on Netflix or something, you're not going to be let down. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a great late-night film. This is a, This is a great late-night film. But if you do go out to see it in theaters, I also don't think you're going to be let down there either. I, I think this is a this is a supremely entertaining film. Uh, it's a fun horror movie. Start watching it at 9.30 at night. That's actually, you know, it's funny you say that. I watched it at 9.20. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> is this on the level of, say, the three films that Shyamalan made back in his classic run? I pause and say it's not as ambitious, so I don't think that's fair. I think next to The Sixth Sense, it doesn't feel out of place. I think it's at least as good as Signs. I think it's at least as good as Signs. I think it's... Here's the thing. 
it's more than good enough that I'm convinced that he's got more in him. It's nice to see Shyamalan back at strength. Also to mention that he, um, what we mentioned in the first run through that he also has been doing some other projects. Like he, he produced Wayward Pines for Fox and you mentioned that he directed the first episode and that's, I've seen that series back to front. It's great. Yeah. I, I think working on a smaller scale is reinvigorating him. Um, I don't think he was ever meant to go to big budgets. I think he is a good small scale, small scope director. That's what he does. Like my theory, CG is his water. CG is his water. Yeah, I think he's just at his best. Small scale, strongly etched characters, strong a strong script. I think that's what he does best. I mean, again, tonally, my God, this is of a piece with those three. It's more ridiculous, definitely, but I don't think it's too far off. I this is this is a lot of fun. This is a lot of fun, and his next movie is going to be another low-budget Bloomhouse film. Oh, thank God! Yeah, but it's going to be a little bit of a return to form for him on one on one area because uh, Joaquin Phoenix is returning. <gasps> Ooh, yes, that's a good sign. Good. That's a yes. really good sign. This was announced before the visit was released. And with the film doing very well, and I think it's going to do great on video. I think this is going to be a huge video film. This is going to be, you know where this movie is really destined to exist? And let's call it what it is. This movie is destined to be a sleepover classic. Yeah, I do believe you're right. This movie is going to be the movie that kids rent at sleepovers. And you know what? That's the perfect place for it. It is going to play so well to like little... uh, 10-year-olds watching this movie, they're going to love it. They're going to feel like they're getting away with something. Exactly, yeah. That's a good that's 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 a good goal. That's a, that's a good goal to to have for your film. I again, yeah. It's is this is this a fourth film for Shyamalan in my book? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to definitely say this. This is definitely a fourth check mark. Welcome back, dear God. We missed you. We missed you. <laughs> it was good. To, dear God, don't ever go with a budget above $10 million ever again. Please. I mean, I say that, yeah. e- I say that even though I know that Signs and uh, Unbreakable and probably Six Cents were more expensive than that. Yeah, but they also had bigger stars. They also had bigger stars. And that still... Don't ever do a world-defining movie ever again. That's that's kind of what I'm saying. Stay small, and uh, yeah, I I had a I had a blast with this one, and uh, I'm glad I was able to scrounge it up. Um, I want to close this uh, cast out, in, unless you have anything else you want to say. No, that's about it for me. I want to plug something, um, guys. If you're listening to this, I want y'all to understand something. I mentioned at the start of this that I had to kind of scrounge and save some money to go do this. That's because right now a lot of my attention is going to... Amanda and I are trying with all of our power to have a child. We are we are in the hunt, so to speak. Um, we are having to see doctors. Amanda has been extremely open about this. And we've had to go to a GoFundMe. We, we have had to seek some outside help. We really want to do this. We want to have a child. Amanda is the greatest thing that ever happened to me, and I want to see if there can be something even greater. So we're going to include a link on the page with this. Um, but, you know, I should note, last night I, I obviously saw the film with Amanda. She was obviously at my side. Oh, and yeah. She squeezed my hand. She 
you know, she reacted. She, you know, caught her breath at the right moments. And I, I will put in my two cents on this one. I have known this guy over here for five years, half a decade. In adult terms, that is a lifetime to have, like, a consistent friend, you know. Yeah. A consistent close friend. You know, I, I knew him before he met Amanda. A year later, he met Amanda. And so I've known them for the last four years, like, through their entire relationship. I was a groomsman and a videographer at their wedding. Yes, he was. We spent. I actually the night before my the night before our wedding, I actually crashed at a hotel with him. Yeah, yeah. Daft Punk's "Get Lucky" will always be permanently tied to the night before the wedding. Um, but yeah. So what I'm getting at is, you know, I know these guys really well, and there is nobody more deserving of bringing a little life into this world than these two. I firmly believe that, and so this is this is a great cause. So please, if if you can, any donation will be appreciated. I mean, you know, this this is this is everything to us. So I think that's the best note to close out this minisode on. Um, yeah, and you know, if you can't give, share the link. Share the link. Find someone who can. Explain to somebody why this is worth it. Um, I am Austin Shin. I am Albert Wiltsfog. And uh, seriously, see the visit. It's well worth your time. Welcome back, sir.